like we don't have Wendy's. It's a hamburger. Yeah, I know <laughs> Wendy's. We I know what a hamburger Wendy's. is, my dude. <laughs> like, so is it from a place or a chain or no chain, local restaurant thing? And, and you're eating it with a, a fork and a knife because that's normal, or uh-huh. uh, I think the... I think it's more normal to eat like. You know, with hand, but it's I, it's messy. I don't like utensils are subsidized by the government, so they have right. to use them. <laughs> I just don't need the mess in my life. So, God, I couldn't eat a burger with chopsticks. I wouldn't even. Sorry. Anyway, so welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. We're going to pretend to be professional today, so we're off to a good start. No, um, we, we did that last week. We don't have to do that again. Yeah, but the director said there's like 200 new people watching us, so she wanted to put on a good impression. Uh, and this is not a usual time, which up. is why uh, in the middle of right, dinner so time. nobody is going to watch us. So it's fine. <laughs> we're early. Yep. So we're Tweet talking about we're talking about the reaction to last week's interview, and uh, okay. we're going Last's... to spoil shit and swear and fuck. So, so this episode is number one twenty two, but we're discussing the episode uh, seventy seven because we earmarked it years ago and we just kept it there. Yeah, this we isn't did, confusing. We did anticipate having him on a little bit earlier, and it kind of turned into an in-joke for us from episode 17 that we were just going to keep the number scheme, and then if he rescheduled, it just be like, well, we already slotted that episode for you, so yep. he gets he gets his own, you know, his own episodes, 17 and 77, very easy to find, so. Easy for me, at least, and that's what matters. <laughs> right. Yes, we we do have our own lore here at the Dresden yeah. Files. You, the viewer, are irrelevant as long as the director <laughs> can find the episode. Trust me, it it helps a lot that she can find the episodes. Like bad things happen if the director doesn't know. Yes, and those things have happened. So I'm sticking with my progress <laughs> that works, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. But we did get some information. We had. Uh, a pretty good run of questions. Two or three things, so. Uh, and now our professionalism runs out. How are we going to dole out this information? Talk about the most exciting stuff first? Or you, you were the one jumping up and down the most, so you might as well go with your favorite first. Uh, the Soul Fire? Yeah. That was cool. That You were excited about that? Yes, I was. I lo- Loads of people you know, online were like, oh my God, that explains so much, and now we know. And like, what a great you know, tidbit. And like he said, right, it's one of those we weren't going to find out in the books, probably. So you might as well tell us, you know. How can you not plan on revealing that in the books? Because that's awesome. Where's it going to come up? Dresden could ask the question, just like we did. Dresden could ask the question. Yeah, (laughs) Dresden could do a lot of things. Hey guys, what's a, what's a, what's a Starborn? It only took 18 books for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically it only took him like six, right? So, you know. But, like I doesn't mean, last year bring it up the first time so maybe like 10 but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like we have all the same information that dresden does and so when we have the question of like this isn't following the same rules he could ask the question one uh-huh. important caveat not all four of us are idiots so for dresden it's one over one he's he dumb you know <laughs> he's dumb he's lucky I mean, don't get me wrong. I love him and he's intelligent, whatever. But he's as dumb as as Jim needs him to be in the moment, right? Yes. So, you know. Whereas, when, whereas we're like, we're crowdsourcing this shit. We've got the whole paranet behind us. We're like, please feed us questions because we got the ones we want to know. But, you know, we're going to get other ones. So, yeah. And when, I mean, when Jim we was necessarily, like... We don't necessarily need it from Dresden's point of view with the fact that we have short stories and other people's point of view, someone more in the know could have asked a question or just revealed it or something. But if Odin having soul fire is the reason why he is so intimidating to the rest of the gods, that seems important. The dude plans ahead in all of the mythology. He, the, the purpose of his being prepared, that's a huge point. Well, he also gets the flexibility of choice. The rest of them have to act within their natures more. He's mortal-ish. He's got enough that he can do soul fire, so he can, you know, he he gets to play around essentially like a mortal, but with super-duper power. Right. Yeah. 
yes and no. I mean, going back to the like, when was this ever going to come come up in the book? Like, the only time I could think is like he's going to have another sit down chat with Dresden and be like, "So Soulfire, huh? Yeah, me too." And then like move on, unless unless you take you know the the new diehard fans thing super spoilers so if you haven't read battlegrounds turn this the hell off but are you listening um yeah right but but with the murphy thing right there there like people have taken stuff from you know i don't remember if it was our interview or if it was the legendarium one or one of the other recent ones but like jim didn't give them a hard no like slam the door in their face that Murphy's not coming back in the book series. So like, unless, you know, Murphy's like, Ooh, look, I'm six feet tall now and cool. And, you know, like, Hey, soul fire, you know, like again, when's it ever going to come up? But, you know, I mean, I always anticipated she'd probably come back for the big three at the end, unfortunately. No, for sure. I mean, you, you got to have all your allies come together. Mm-hmm. So We'll have zombie Karen and zombie Butters and zombie. He's also it would would, the implication from the answer we got was also you know he's actually he's had this for a really long time so far right because that's why that's how there's Einherjarn that are thousands of years running too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. since that goes back you know to and that goes way back all the way yeah Yeah. it's not like hey he's had this since like Hastings nah (laughs) yeah he's been at it a while. Right. <clears throat> Maybe it used to be necromancy. I love Jim's reaction though. Like when, no, no, when, no, like how, how, uh, and Alex, that when he was like, ah, oh, fuck it, it's never gonna come up. And I was like, oh, we're getting something good. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That end, uh, I, I feel proud of the fact that we reminded him that Vadrung has a favor from Harry, and he's going to pull it out at the worst possible time. Oh, no, man. So Rule number one, you don't give the DM ideas, and we did worse than that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's greatness, but also, I'm so sorry, Harry, so. I'm not. Get over it. Yeah. Get, I mean, it's get not good. Like, Be better. It's not like the library from, from the first interview, where it's like, hey, so, you know, Lord Wraith's got all these books. What's all about that? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, oh, like, shit. Eh. <laughs> they made such a big deal about this in Blood Rites. I mean, it's kind of like a throwaway line, but at the same time, like, we know it's that doesn't. throwaway oh. line that has, like, hey, this is important little flag on it. Right. We're talking this- about, like, he's immune to magic and something or other kiss of death. And, like, he's got this library knowing around in there. Right. Well, most of that wasn't a throwaway. One of those things were. Right. This time it's like, hey, what about that favor? Oh yeah, that's that's really good. Oh hey, what happened to Chandler? <laughs> for for those audio only, I'm shrugging because nobody knows. You know, he went to the dark place. What does that mean? Huh? <laughs> Hopefully, I figure that out later. <laughs> One day I'll decide. That has been bothering me ever since. How can you not it's... know where Chandler went when you put it in the fucking book? <laughs> no, see, it's funny because like on the on the one hand, like if if it's honest then it's a great piece of honesty. But on the other hand, it's like, maybe he's getting smarter. Maybe he's getting away from the, I'm not going to tell you, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's also a good, as long as like, you know, if you have confidence in yourself as a writer, and I'm sure by the time you've written 18 Dresden Files books and Codex Alera and, you know, he's pretty, you know, he can write. So you're leaving yourself openings for an interesting story. Like, you no know, Chandler disappeared in there. That might be a valid strategy. It's like, I don't know yet, but I can, I know I can think of something good. Right. I'll know it when I find it. Well, and I mean, worst case scenario, it's a cop out, right? He went to a dark place and was never seen again, you know, or, you know, they go run around somewhere in the never, never. And they're like, oh man, this place is really dark. Keep your eye out for, oh God, I stepped in Chandler, you know, like, you know, he, he don't have I to found a bowler on the floor. <laughs> right. Property of Steed. What? No. I really also that where we got that whole like one of those. Oh, this is probably some really important uh, thing we should figure out. Is uh, you know we ask, well, will Bob stay with Harry? I'm not going to tell you what the f- future of the books. Then we go into, but then who are who are Bob's parents? And then he's like, you can figure it out. Like I stopped tr- <laughs> guessing what you guys can figure out because like people like you, you ruin it for everybody. Yes, I right. did like that uh, accusation. And then. <laughs> Then he drops that little next one uh, with with in in when we ask what did Bomb learn uh, learn how to kill an immortal 
and he's known for a long time. Was born knowing a lot of things with his parentage. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So to to me, it almost it it all but confirms Mab is part of it, right? Um, it seems but, like a solid enough. Right. Yeah. But that still leaves it so wide open for who Dad was, you know. Like unless because the only other instance we have is Mab and Merlin, right? So you have two solid pieces of information. She obviously had a thing for Merlin, if not, you know, access, you know, however you want to describe it. The other thing is she's buried a cohort of lovers. So like, those are the only two hard pieces of information we've got from the books to, to figure that out. And mm-hmm. It's not like she's got some consort hanging off. Well, you don't know how old he is. Well, Eddie I mean, and the Enchanter, so, right? Several centuries, so, probably about a thousand years old, give or take. So unless Eddie and the Enchanter had something going on with Mab, you know, because that's the other from the other side. So well, Eddie ends the one who supposedly found him, didn't? And right. So yeah, I found I found Bonea in my head. <laughs> so yeah. or at least uh, made the skull. I don't think I don't think it has anything to right. do with his creation. But in what parentage pairing does that make sense for Bob to be wandering around for Etienne to grab him and put him in a skull? I mean, by well, he's got to have he was, a home. And by then, maybe he was banished by Mab or on the run, you know. If right. Mab is mommy, why is Bob so scared? I mean, because the winter seems to still protect <laughs> offspring. Did you, did you not remember how Sarissa felt about her mother? Sarissa cares about her mother. Are you talking right, about Right, but she's afraid of her, too. No, she was afraid of her, too. She's a scary, scary woman. You have to have a healthy fear of that. That Everybody's world. scared of Map, except maybe the Titan. Maybe Mother Winter isn't. Oh, no, Mother Winter Dresden's is annoyed by her. That's about it. No, Dresden, a child! Dresden's actually, like, he's properly afraid, but not properly... He doesn't properly react to it. Sure. Probably afraid, but not uh, uh, giving that... F- Feel the respect that probably is warranted. But that's well, because let's face it, you know, if if Bob is, you know, let's say he pops out, he's ignorant, he doesn't know what he knows or why he knows it, and right there, the person that essentially birthed him or had, or is his mommy is like, ah, we have to get rid of this. This is <laughs> this is not information we need to have out there. Ah, you know, I could see her easily thinking, no, no, forget child. This is a security risk. But, but hold on, Bob's history. Uh, is it? I like the idea of Mab being mom, but she should still be keeping track of him. And he was running around with Kemler, who even she was afraid of. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? How did he get Demon Reach? Shit happens. <laughs> he he was a special case. Remember. He's what everyone thinks Harry is for some reason, because they're stupid. Well, because, yeah. I mean, because we had assumed, I think we had assumed up until the interview that Rashid was the last time anybody saw something like that going on. But when the last time was Kemler, it starts to make a whole lot more sense, right? You know, like, the if, you know, to, to, to flip it to a different fantasy genre, fantasy, uh, you know, IP or whatever, if the last time that the chosen one was Voldemort and then you're like, oh, look at this, you know, child prodigy asking about Horcruxes. And you're like, ha yeah, let's make sure that kid disappears. Like, you know, that, that's what Dresden's going through right now. And and honestly, there's still, it, as, much as, as much fun as it is to hate on the council because we know better, like there's still loads of evidence for their point of view, right? Like, you know, we see Morgan just up and decide shit and he should have known better. You know, we see uh, the Merlin up and decide shit and, you know, we have to assume he knows better, but it's it's hard to say for certain. But like, you know, the, the general wizard population, they were like, I don't know shit about that. And I can't wait for him to shoot first. I'm not an evoker. So I'm I'm going to get out in front of this one before we have another Kimmler. Yeah, that that makes total sense to me, but. I mean, throwing him out is not exactly the same thing as, oh, now we stopped the next Kemler. Yeah. I mean, really? You think? Yeah. They're, they're pretty dumb in that regard, but I think I think that's a, a plot necessity more than it is, you know, 
makes sense. And and I think they probably are arrogant enough that they thought Ramirez's ultimatum was going to work, right? You know, the whole you are not allowed to be a wizard anymore. And he's there like, is nobody fucked. there <laughs> is nobody on the senior council who has met Dresden who thought that was actually going to stick. Yeah. Well, uh, let's I mean, face it. The only one who decided was basically Merlin and or maybe Ancient Mai because he, he three people were out of commission at, and at least uh, maybe even four because we don't know what Martha Liberty was or was not doing. But we know Christos and Listens to Wind and Eb were all hurt. And Rashid was at the gates. He right. was at the gates. So it's, it comes down to three people, only one of whom is maybe in Harry's corner if she was even there. And so, I'm just saying you would know. I also yeah. think that, you know, despite everything that happened, Ebenezer 100% still has Harry's back. Well, yeah. Like, he would he would leave the White Council if he felt like if he felt probably like he had wouldn't to. leave, but he would probably support as much as he could from inside. He, similar to the way that he tried well, to He would Margaret. do what Ramirez did back when Ramirez was a decent person and was, like, not really hunting down Molly. Mm hmm. I mean, I think it, he would take the same kind of stand if if he felt it was necessary, like he did on on the island, where he just where he just basically says, "If you're fighting Harry, you're also fighting me," hmm. and just against the wardens and each of my. Yeah. Well, it's I a mean, little it easier depends. to do when you're there with your buddy, and Ancient Mai's not really a combat wizard. Right, and it also depends on like who against what now, right? Because now we know. You know, Ebenezer will kill Harry if the White Court's involved. So, <laughs> you know, because that I mean, happens to be accidentally. Fair. Accidentally, sure. You know, the level twenty master wizard he he done accidentally got his elbow jostled. I well, mean, I think that yes, was part. But, that was you know. that was part of the problem. Was he, he was very much like super not in control. Right. He's Nothing very in control like, compared uh, to his idiot grandson, but. Nothing rattles you like family, right? I mean, that's really what, like, that's, that's what, what Murphy's is. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Ebenezer. Mm. All right. So we got a load of characters we're never going to see again. Um, but some yeah. of them we'll see in 12 months, which will so, be good. No Thomas, no Cat Sith, no Elder Scruff. Just kidding. So. Oh. I really like that little tidbit we got with the the mantle of like the the eldest of each race is like that they they're like the prime that that gets transferred to the next oldest one. Right. I still I don't know I, until we see it happen. Like you know I'm still like okay great it's a it's a mantle it's a title but I'm not like I don't think when Grimalkin gets bumped off that you know. Gray Malkin is going to be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm all pumped up now because of the essence of you know the prime or whatever. But might be. We'll see. So, I mean, at a minimum, if he if he starts becoming you know Mab's like you know second in command as far as Malks go, then that alone is going to be the responsibility to warrant something. Sure, but. Okay, so you're saying, like, look, flip it to the other side, right? So Eldest Gruff gets bumped off finally somehow, right? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's likely. Tiny gets to be the new Eldest Gruff. He, does he inherit all the wizardry or, you know, like... It's probably like a banner that we've seen now. But, like, right. they have some form of connection to the rest of them. They are held responsible to a certain extent of the other's actions and can help coordinate. Yeah. Right, I, I guess let me rephrase. I don't think it's the greatest source of their power, right? It's not like the winter night or the summer night where it's like you're pretty much a mortal dude until you get this and Dresden's a special case because he was already a wizard. Like that's probably what it is in Eldest Gruff's case, right? He probably was already a wizard and now he's also the eldest. So I think, sure, they get like a noticeable power bump, but it's not like, you know, yeah, they yeah. turn into the Hulk or something, you know, so. Yeah, I could believe it's somewhere in between. Do you guys have any ideas what it'll do with Maggie? Yeah. Share. <laughs> She's going to go to school. <laughs> right. We already know this. She's yeah. going to get her own young adult book series. She's going to go to not Hogwarts. And she's but gonna she's not going to become Wizard adventures. Maggie because that would be too easy. We kind of already tread that ground with Molly. So it's got to be something that's more difficult. And Mortal would also be pretty simple, like vanilla Mortal. But it's got to be something different. Hmm. Are you saying she's a quarter vampire because, you know? No. Yeah, she's the daywalker. That'd be great. Right. 
<laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it just... I mean, there could be some of that. I, I honestly don't mind at all thinking of her growing up to be, you know, a late teens, early 20s, you know, fedora wearing, uh, Eldorado wearing, you know, like with with the duster and the mantle and everything. I think I think that's a great look. I think that'd be hilarious and fantastic. But I, I understand where people might think it'd be a retread. But for now, for the next, you know, decade, we just have to worry about, you know, her getting through school and hunting down the monsters in Xavier's basement. So if she gets powers, she will be coming into them in a few years and we'll know, I guess, like in the, depending yeah. on the, how much shorter the time frame is for these books and in a couple of or books. Or she'll be a late bloomer and, you know, it won't happen until she's like 16 or something like Molly. Oh, wait, no, Molly was a little I think- younger. Uh, well, Molly timeline is a little fucked up because yeah. uh, he, he, well, he kind of it, it was like a couple of years before or a year before proving guilty and she's what 17 there so somewhere between we'll say 14 and, and 16 was when she was going invisible sure. accidentally well and even Dresden was in middle school wasn't he so when he did his big jump yeah so it was like 12 was middle school? I thought so I thought he was like 10 he was like he was still tiny, so he hadn't hit the big growth spurts. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm confused about these power levels things as we've gotten various uh, words of Jim and evidences and stuff. Mother Winter would be concerned about a direct hit from the eye of Baylor, but Mab can withstand it. I was thinking about that last night because the wife is finally making it through you know, the book, she's in the, the like second to last chapter. And we were talking about Titania reflecting it, Mab tanking it. And then if Uriel sits there like a punk, he'll mm-hmm. get taken out. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean he can't well, tank it? Or if he, can he prob- literally didn't do anything whatsoever? <laughs> yeah, if it's probably if he didn't do anything, just like if Mab didn't do anything, she would probably die. Or, I was like- going to say, yeah, Mab, Mab probably had, you know, she had her, you know, All literally force field you know with her will you know and just says how about no you crazy dutch bastard and then you know tanks it so i think we also have to take into possible consideration that ethnia was yeah she was a titan but she was like small t in comparison apparently to her dad right so you know if baylor is someone like okay this was essentially made for him and is of his power and so we probably weren't even necessarily seeing the full range that the eye could necessarily muster so if we're talking like you know mother winter stands there with baylor firing at her maybe we're talking a different matter right which i guess kind of brings up you know like one one of the only cross comments i saw from from the uh um you know subreddit was like we should have done more follow-up on the eye like can harry even power it and stuff like that so you know, there's still there's still some questions to be answered out there. I'm actually kind of okay if he can't because I don't really want him to put it in. Well, like what's he? It's it's like uh, several orders of magnitude more than the um, the crucifixion artifacts, in my opinion. Like he's got those right, and and we've wondered since skin game, like what's he going to do? What are they used for? Whatever we know, at least two of them now, at least some of their abilities and what they do. Um, but now with the Eye of Baylor, like, yeah, where is he going to get elemental chaos? Or does, or, you know, I think, you know, between the, the staves from, or the spears from the uh, Huntsman and the Eye, you know, you just hate enough. And like, when's he going to do that? You know, like, okay, cool. All you ghouls line up over here. I got to get some hate juices flowing. Like, just, put, just put Rudolph you know. up in front of him. Oh, that's, there, there you go. Yeah. So... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I have to get this out of my head. So now he's got like a hogtied Rudolph and he shoves the eye in his mouth and just Bakoosh! It just starts <laughs> shooting it off at people. <laughs> Sounds about right. Right. <laughs> there we go. That's how he's gonna bring down the big bad at the end. <laughs> he's he's got a, a rail mounted Rudolph to <laughs> fire the eye of the <laughs> Part of the reason I had asked that in relation to Mother Winters, because I was picturing, like, you know, give her her staff back and then give her the eye and just, like, go. 
<laughs> we'll kill some things. Indulge yourself. <laughs> right. But it's like, well, I mean, I already knew that was just fantasy because she's already someone which we got further confirmation on that is not just popping into reality because she's the next best thing to a Uriel type where she's basically the same across all timelines and too strong for that kind of shit. Right. I find it interesting that we're building up this armory, presumably for the big apocalyptic trilogy. And I think there might even be a little more added to it over the next few books. Yeah, well, and it, it was it was crazy to say the words, but, but, you know, the crucifixion stuff being like, imagine those being the least of the artifacts, right? You're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> so what's bigger than the Eye of Baylor that he's going to He also get? has the swords, right? That's kind of how his magical armory started. If well, he's got way back. one of them now. Yeah, he's got a sword. Yeah. So now he's, like he's got the sword. one everyone cares about, but he's got yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And he's got a whole island. He's got a titan now that he could use if he wants to, plus whatever else is down there. Yeah, because they, he can bind all of them to his will and use them as foot soldiers. That's Yay. true. Yeah, that, that's a step. How many can he control at a time, though? Depends on how hard he lucky. can think. <laughs> one, one if he's, if he's lucky. lucky. <laughs> I mean, by the time of the big apocalyptic trilogy, maybe he, his uh, brain power is more than that. So he, maybe he can <laughs> handle multiple. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he keeps getting hit in the head or anything. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I think we have definitely to talk about uh, the Fae has a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think that was Hades in specific, the Greek pantheon in general, or? or- well, well definitely- I think it was Hecate slash the Greeks. You know, right. funneling down. Definitely I mean, Greek something, but yeah, uh, if it was specifically Hades, or uh, I think it was the pantheon as a whole, if I were to guess, it was like, yeah. it can't just be Hades. Yeah, she was well, almost certainly was. directly involved, and Hades yeah. seems to have, you know, a very good relationship. Zeus doesn't seem like a joiner to me, right? So, like, unless there's something you can say profit-wise, like, if if you take if you take the mythology as you know, roughly literal, Zeus is fucking around literally on the job. Hera's pissed off at him, right, all the time. Uh, you know, does Aphrodite really seem like the person who's going to give a shit about that? Maybe Athena, maybe Hades, or uh, Ares, right? Uh, because, you know, you could see the goddess of wisdom and the god of war, that's kind of their jam. So if there's an eternal battlefield, why would they not be involved in some level? You know, maybe not sponsoring the Fae, but they certainly going to be there to play around. Um, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, maybe Apollo... Uh, but like it's just yeah. I mean with the statues plus you know Mother Winter going by the names of the fates mm-hmm. it seems like like it's Greek in general it's probably Hecate specifically because once you get that throwaway line in um, Skin Game about how it was her idea that they could get their honeymoon it's like okay so she's clearly involved in a player on some level in something wise enough to be able to do this and she's a triple goddess, so you split each one in half and you get two queens of each. You know, it's got right. the symmetry. Right, and they're literally mirrors of each other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just... It, it fits the best. I mean... There's probably more to it. it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because she also goes by a Norn. I'm willing to... Be, and that's why mm-hmm. that's part of why I asked about the whether or not the Gates was a coalition or not, because I feel like if she were sort of... So, an amalgamation of a bunch of things because if they were the foot soldiers all this time the fairies it makes sense that they would have gotten a little bit from everywhere she's likely the same fate in each of the pantheons because atropos and skald are right, the same version they're, they're, of each they're, other they're, uh-huh. right yep yeah because the, the pantheons are shared between mm-hmm. them yeah Right. And, and the whole, like, you know, they've been the foot soldiers the whole time. I mean, if you think about it, like ogres and trolls and shit like that, I mean, that's another thing that crosses multiple, you know, mythologies. So, you know, it, it's not at all a stretch to be like, yeah, okay, you know, the Fae, we're thinking Mab and we're thinking the High She, but those guys were probably created for the purpose. Whereas like, you know, trolls, I mean, sure, yeah, trolls and ogres and them were also created for the purpose, but they weren't always fey. Like, if that makes right. sense. You know? Well, like Kringle, They're, he has a right. history that is be- before the Celtic pantheon. 
and then you became part of it. Like the those trolls and like probably satyrs and whatnot are probably considered fey now, and before right. they were just the foot soldiers that became fey. Right. Yep. Centaurs. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We see them in summer night with the with the summer court. Obviously, they were big in Greek mythology. Yeah. Unicorns, probably. Minotaurs. Everything. So yeah, all the monsters and all the creatures of those various goblins, you know, we know now what they are. So It is actually a lot of the Greek things that are specifically in Fae. Wow. When you think about sure. it. Going down this, I mean, we had a couple of um, questions about like who else in the Dresden verse, you know, like from our history, you know, it was somebody important, right? Like, um, what, who was the last uh, night or yeah, the night that Mother Winter got to pick, right? So we got Vlad, which, you know, is not a shock to anybody, I don't think. Uh, and then following it up, we had, you know, other notable magic users like Alistair Crowley, who turns out what what was the butthead from Harry Potter, the uh, Gilderoy Lockhart, right? He's the yeah. he was the pretender. But we also this is where we got the tidbit about like Mab respects monarchs because, you know, being the ruler of a country, you just don't fuck with that. Very so, specifically like, old family monarchs like yeah. uh, right. the Elizabeth. Queen of England. Yeah. Which, which I think is great. I mean, first of all, it, the Queen of England is probably map in disguise anyway, but, you know. But no, I'm, no she, it's probably Mother Winter in disguise. For, there you go. She lives in for, forever anyway. I Now now I want that headcanon. Like, you know, for whatever reason, they, they go to the palace and and Mab is there and be like, hello, Mother. And you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? So, <laughs> Magic. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, the historical drops of, of John D, who was an advisor to Queen Elizabeth. He was totally on the White Council. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I didn't know about that guy, so that was fun. Nice. Um, and then the other thing, when we were asking about Leah and like, when do we get to know the details of the the deal? It's like, yes, you're right. That's important. We'll get that before the end. <laughs> right. That's the first time I contributed. It was great. Because that is one of the things that has been bothering me for years. I want to know what it is that it, it was paid to Leah for her to be giving so much effort over such a long period of time. Malcolm. Nah. Well, I mean, obviously the connection over a long time is easy. She gets the influence of a starborn and Maggie Dresden's kid, the Blackstaff's grandkid, you know, there's reason enough to be invested in that. But as far as whatever's going to make Harry pissed off about it, it's either she took her life specifically there in childbirth, or she got Malcolm's life later on. There's really nothing else to care about. Well, considering Margaret was murdered by a grave. Right, I'm saying. So either it's like, okay, so Leah could have maybe intercepted the thing and stopped it. And so she's just like, no, you're going to die. Or more likely, she's like, okay, I'm going to come for him in X, you know, his, her father and his father in X number of years. But didn't, like, he died from vanilla means too, right? Is the word of Jim on that? Possibly. Guy? He died of an aneurysm. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, but, okay, so I, I don't Nick think. Mis- Sorry, can't trade, she can't trade away uh, Harry's dad's life. She can always re- People she can give can't. away their kids. She, she can't give away because she has part ownership because she has no ownership of his life. You don't know that. No, that's, that, that would make no sense. Well, or then you can't the trade deal. away. We've never seen that. You can then he was well aware of it, and you can use people as a sacrifice. He came sure. to him and said, "So maybe the deal's not just with Maggie." Like, but there's there is free will. I, I don't buy that one. No, not not the dad. Uh, he, Unless he said yes to it himself, okay. or or we're not thinking deep enough. Director, you go ahead and then. Well, so I think it. the first indication that we had that uh, Malcolm's death may not have been completely as it appeared was I think Nicodemus said it in Death Masks. So what would it have been for Nicodemus to have the idea that it wasn't just an aneurysm? Well, an aneurysm can you can make an aneurysm exactly, but 
what would have given what, how would the information have gotten to Nicodemus's level? I think it was of, Chauncey, wasn't it? Because he said murder. And Enduriel is kind or of the, like the the the, the unnatural. Oh, yeah. He calls it the unnatural death. I think Chauncey does. Yeah, that might be of right. Mother and, then, and father. And then Nicodemus dropped the youngest part because he knew about Thomas. Right. Which yeah. like hints that Jim has planned somehow that the infernal Nero was involved somehow and is like kind of trying to hint that. The what? The infernal faction. Yeah. That they they are you know involved somehow as well. I mean, I mean she's, that's, she's that's kind of the implication, right? They were. And she was one of that was one of the circles she ran in, at least as far as company she kept was Nicodemus. You don't think that it's implied? It's kind of implied by Jim, and it might just be a red herring. But you don't think there's like an implication in the fact that it's Chauncey and Nicodemus, or the two people, who said something there? Mm, it's the theme. Of I don't book, know that so. that means they're involved with his death so much as it is that they were invested in her and potentially her son. It's not impossible. You can't rule it out. But I mean, if the whole point is Harry and Leah are fighting, it seems like the most likely thing is going to have to have to do something with Malcolm. Or it has to do with Maggie Jr. So who has even she has even less of a say over her than she does over Malcolm. Of all the shit to drive Harry nuts, you know, like to drive him into that. Yeah, maybe your future kid that we don't know you're ever gonna have. Mm. Your your child's child. Yeah. Yeah, hedging a bet on that it seems um, risky. And I mean, I, it's not like he hasn't burned down an entire nation over it. So. But. Right. So that How is many the years thing later, that he would she actually didn't know fight him. It was he was barely even born. And That's that is something like that he would continue Odin to fight levels of about. foresight. I think it, with Jim saying that maybe they're not going to fight, it's like if it was his own pain and he has actually worked through it and it's no longer something that he's going to be violent about, that makes his statement make sense. But if, if it was something about threatening Maggie or taking away her choice or anything like that, he would still fight. It would be, it would have to then be something like this agreement is bound to the bloodline. Right. And so now, by dint of that, she gets to have influence over Maggie. It's it wouldn't be something with Maggie directly so much as it would be the general. Uh, I'm in your family forever. Which okay, yeah, I guess I could see that general idea. Right. So if a Denarian barrier bearer is infected. Is it just the host or is it the coin? And he said, that's a good question. <laughs> they refused to answer. I, yeah. I'm still going to hedge that. What a surprise. For now, but, yeah, yeah. Angels yeah. are too big to me to, because that was, somebody asked him a long time ago about Lucifer. That was the, you know, maybe Lucifer got infected and he's like, no, you know, angels are too big for that. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and the other, the other thing was there was a little bit of argument I saw either in the discord or in the subreddit about, you know, how come, uh, how come Uriel can't see? And so like the fact that the angels don't just know, you know, that Nemesis is about, um, you know, kind of still gives some credence to the fact that maybe they could get infected. But I, it seems like one of those things, like maybe th because of their nature, they would just like, they would know, like if Uriel got infected, it's not like that's going to slip past the rest of the angelic host. Right. We're like, hey, Uriel, you kind of seem off today, <laughs> you know? Like, it's not like, you know, what we've seen with some of the other ones that it's like, okay, well, if I play this back, then yeah, it, it totally makes sense that they were subtly different or this is where it happened. Like, if you do it with Cat Sith especially, because most of that happened on screen or adjacent to the screen, right? You can kind of see where that would have lined up and and where Harry twigs to it. But with with, like, an angel, like, because they're so reserved and they're so you know, locked down per se. It seems like in, in that specific case, maybe with the Denarians a little harder, right? Because they're more free, you know, with some of their power anyway. But Well, the other thing is what, I mean, so let's assume Uriel does know when he's looking at Justine, is he really going to be able to tell Harry? He, you know, he's bound by so many friggin' the rules. 
could be yeah i don't know it it kind of it depends on the nature of the angels and outsiders in relation to each other right we don't necessarily have a, a hard indication there because to me you know certainly the angels are there to like you know protect free will and, and that sort of thing but like if if in the beginning god created the heavens of the earth and mostly he did that by casting out outsiders somebody had to do it like do you think he purpose-built trolls and ogres from day one to just drive them out or the angels did it so to me that would imply they've got the tools yeah. for the job so to speak right so um i mean maybe he did it by himself and that's why the gates are the gates uh you know and and whatnot but yeah it just to me like the outsiders are antithetical to to the angels like you know we we would think from a, a typical modern christian perspective like you know hell and heaven are obviously you know they're the opposites but in the dresden files you also get a little bit more of a curveball with that with the outsiders because they're antithetical to creation you know to everything so it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that the angels would be completely powerless to it and it may because of the antithetical nature that they are like it's uh i don't know a good word but it's it i mean they it would be as sickening to them as the rest of creation right is the rest of reality like humans and you know whatever they they are um, sensitive to the psychic attack like when the corner hounds come and everybody starts having nightmares and shit like uriel would be revulsed by it you know he would just be like oh you know get out of here like certainly he's not making friends with any you know skin eating demons or something like that but it it's like an order of magnitude higher so I, I don't know. I mean, those are all, that's my headcanon, obviously. That's supposition, but. I think the smarter way to go would be, it can't, maybe the angels can't necessarily tell when it's in a human because a human can already act against its nature. It has free will. Mm -hmm. But like, Uriel would be able to tell instantly if it was in like Mab. Maybe. That seems like the kind of thing that would be more in line with, you know, nobody likes, nobody trusts, nobody can handle humans because we fuck everything up. Mm -hmm. well because we don't know the nature of like how nemesis interacts with free will and Correct. how important that is here like we've never seen anybody taken right so it, it it could go a step further maybe in order to be infected you need to allow it you know you agree to it for some reason oh yeah i have to imagine well Maeve, for instance i, but I don't know that you have to because Katzith was like brute forced. Yeah, and Leah at that point. like Leah, but she accepted it, right? So it, in Leah's case, she was cursed, maybe. Like you, you took a cursed magic item type of cursed, right? Like, but yeah. she accepted it. Um, she accepted Katz, the gift and she probably it's like accepting. Wait, no, she said she thought she could fight it. So right. maybe she had an indication and she thought she was more powerful than Nemesis. Right. And and so Cat Sith is a good argument, but I wouldn't. I don't think it's settled per se, but I, cause more what I'm thinking is like in Justine's case, like if she's taken when I think she is, for example, where she was, you know, basically broken and probably just going to wane until she died. And then Nemesis is like, how would you like to walk again? You know, like who's not going to take that deal uh, type of stuff. And, and with, you know, the ladies and that sort of thing, like, you know, it goes to Maeve and say, what if I give you the power to overthrow your mom? And it goes to Aurora and say, what if I give you the power to stop hurting everybody forever? And, you know, like you could see that there are these temptations, right? At least for each of them. With Cat Sith, less certain, sure. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That's why I'm thinking maybe, maybe that's where it would make sense that the angels wouldn't be able to see it, per se, is that, you know, if it runs amok with free will, like you said, I, I see, can see that. The only reason I don't agree with that is because these are not things that these people should be able to do with the roles and the natures and the choices they have. They shouldn't be able to be like, ah, yes, come in. And then I will be able to act against my nature. I feel that like goes that's back to that question about free will, who has it and how much, right? Right. So I, I think there are nemesis does best. I think it's more dangerous if it can get into you, no matter the circumstance, you don't have to accept it or not. Right. I think it works best and it's obviously the best infiltrator when it works in line with what you already kind of want, but can't necessarily do. So Maeve wants to be free of Mab and make her own choices. 
Leah wants to be able to circum uh, Aurora wants to circumvent the balance. Leah wants to be able to go against, um, you know, and rise to more power. This, I mean, this, it's that, unclear. It's unclear with Leah's nature specifically, but everybody on uh, and and Cat Sith is not either. But the ladies, at least, at least were mortal once and presumably would be able to make a choice, even if they have a man. Well, the ladies were changelings, but yes, they were. I mean, they already had their foot in the com the compulsion door. And the the way that it works with the changelings is it seems like that's their choice, right? Once they make the choice to be fey or human, right? that that's that it. seals it, you know? So once they decide to be fey, they don't still get to hold on to some of that choice because they were human once. They are now fey, you know? So. Yeah, but even that, like, like even unless Jim brought up, is that what happens if we mortals, a human, lives for a very long time? Mm -hmm. They are, in essence, still human. Yeah, but not to any degree that really matters. Once, especially when you start getting to her level, I, I, it's it's a it's a framing device that allows her to be un more understandable to a reader, but not like to the point where she's just going to start having tea with Dresden, and we're going to get heart to hearts all the time. It's Maggie just junior. Maybe they'll no. watch frozen Two. So. That already happened. You're welcome. And the sequels are never as good. Yeah. Or rarely. Map didn't like the first one. So what does she care about the second one? <laughs> Fucking Disney, man. <laughs> Mab, Mab watches them with a different kind of perspective and the self-satisfied, you know, uh, satisfaction of just seeing like yep i'm gonna continue on forever because this walt disney guy i got a hold of him there you go mab and walt disney that's where bob came from. but she's mad at disney for making oh, yeah she talk. hates disney yeah not as scary as they should have been yeah sure but you know it food is food at that point right so. although i think there is another word i can't remember if there's another word of jim offhand something about disney like either she facilitated disney or she thought it was maybe going to be a good idea but didn't get to co-opt it i'll have to go dig for that one anyway do you think it's uh number 13 that uh nemesis is restricted to the way it seems like it would be a good enough guess yeah yeah if i had to pull out any of the infinite numbers i would start with that one so. mm -hmm. But there was still four infected people at the island on cold days. So, hey, I'm just I mean, gonna. Here's... I mean, I hope Jim doesn't see this and then just like never want to come back. But I feel we just kind of caught him with his pants down there. No, I'm gonna guess he maybe didn't decide that Justine necessarily was infected at that moment. Right. That, so, but the other thing is, so we're talking about the four on the island uh, and what have you, but the fact that Cat Sith got taken during the during those events, right? So he's probably not running around with thirteen infected people right now. It's just what the upper limit is, right? Yeah. Or you know, he he let somebody go to take it. You know, it was the fourth. But so he who walks before Justine, Maeve, Cat Sith. Okay. Well, I okay, yeah, but I don't really count the Walker as nemesis. It's, but, he's, um, he's his own thing. Well, so Justine says that she is nemesis, and then uh, is compelled to say that she is he who walks with but beside beside. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's the third Walker. Nemesis yeah. is the third Walker. Right. So there were two Walkers and you know three. Nemesis. Yeah. Which also going back to the angels, they know enough to know that there are three walkers because Mac knows that and he's an ex-angel and he who walks before is still particularly mad at him yeah well so I mean they obviously had encounters dealings I mean it always made sense that the angels would have essentially been their first foes because mm -hmm. God said well, hey, probably the first things angels, created in, in reality right maybe and I they're also the first crack at souls because they're nothing but have you have you seen what angels really look like? Angels mm -hmm. were the were also outsiders. So. Yep, that's why they say be not afraid. Right. <laughs> I too. Which is my favorite way to enter a room now too. Actually, so be not when afraid I'm, when I'm sneaking up on people. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Justin is here. 
yeah that's not reassuring at all it, it really isn't <laughs> which is why it's great all right that last last things that we need to talk about because otherwise i, I want to talk about the british guy in demon reach and that bullshit it's chandler <laughs> let's go just kidding so I mean, I really want to know what happens with Chandler, and I'd love to him to come back damaged because that's fun. But uh, if he was put into Demon Reach by the first warden, and Jim skated around the question of when, right, right. Well, I mean, let's face it; he's, that's the thing with Merlin is you can you can play around with time. So he could have done it like five minutes ago, for all we know. Well, but no. Yes, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. could have put. He yeah. could have done it at one of his earlier. I mean, his, we we see him doing it in what, his five different times and places on the same spot. We know he's got a wide range of time because he goes back for to BC times to take stuff out of the Library of Alexandria as it's burning down, all the way up to the establishment of the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So he's got this wide time frame, and I'm pretty sure he didn't just live that long necessarily. Right. We know the gatekeeper plays around with the never never and all this stuff. So there seems like there's room for it could have been at a different point. Well, and we obviously have enough evidence to suggest that he is much more capable at time travel than anybody else. Well, he's like, much more capable at anything. R- Rashid cheats by surfing the slower streams, right? He talks about that. We've seen Kringle cheat by taking the slower path, you know. Uh, in cold days Um, but it it's entirely possible that Merlin just flaunts that law of magic entirely Um, you know and and he's pulled off you know warding magic that Dresden couldn't even dream of right Um, and it depends on how much of that is his own power versus whether or not he had a sponsor so to speak but he's pulling off things that are impossible that even Bob things are impossible so yeah, which which goes back to I think the the best next question for somebody about the nature of the Merlin is they need to ask if he's got an eye patch or not. You're welcome. Thank so, you. I <laughs> dude, I don't know as much as I don't want that to be the answer. I don't. I couldn't just shoot it down out of hand, like you know. The, I would. I would be more fine with Odin and Merlin being the same person than what she really wants, which is that he's Rashid. <laughs> Right. Because well, that's but that's stupid. kind of the point too, right? So like you've got Beowulf now, we know was was Odin just running around as a mortal, Vaterung. Why why not the wizard who was supposedly taught by, you know, Odin? So well, because Mav does not treat Vaterung like she would apparently treat Merlin. Because they're not the same person. She doesn't treat Vaterung like she treats Santa Claus either because you know like yes they're the same person but they're different mantles and it's pretty much i think stated that we still don't know all the mantles that he has and masquerades as so oh yeah he he has dozens that are just written down in books we already have we also know that apparently history being full of little monsters that they they do this all the time whether because they're bored or because they want to do you know get involved all of them do that or, or because it's a convenient way to disappear, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got some blood-sucking creature, oh, they're getting on to me, I better move on, <laughs> you know, because, you know, we're afraid of mortals and with good reason, but, yeah. One day I will just, be a good reason. I am, I am unimpressed with mortals in the well, universe. I mean, did you, did you see, I'm assuming you saw the post talking about, here's why you should be afraid of mortals, Cate- you know, exhibit A is Murphy with a rocket launcher. I know how much you, you love that. Yeah, one, right? that's not you're not selling me on mortals based on what Murphy does. So Sorry. the the giant that tangled with Thor and survived it gets one shot by a four foot eleven nobody with a rocket yeah. launcher. Sounds I'd like she was to... sounds like she was just given a good moment to give one because she was gonna die. Okay. You're so satisfied with that answer, but you know, that's one example. And that's the one that you hate the most. But you know yep. how how many immortals has Dresden fallen? You know how many? Like it just goes on and on, my dude. It's not you can't. Well, he's just a wizard. Be like, okay, he's, he's immortal. immortal. Right? That's a, no, 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 no. Yes, no. yes, it matters every single fucking time. Like, no, yes, they're the vanguard of 
against monsters, but they are always mortals. I and don't care. If I start shooting why, lightning out of my face and I take over this place, you just don't want that. it to be. That doesn't make it not right, okay? Because it's the reason why every time the monsters decide to try and tangle, he's like, "You want me to call the cops?" And then they start behaving, or they make themselves. There's so many more mortals, and their technology right. has gotten pretty good. Yes, That's so it. the, the supernaturals can't win. The reason that everyone, they always say they fear mortals is because they come in numbers, they come with weapons, they get really scared really easily. And yeah, I'm and sure they, they have people. other supernatural people like wizards helping them, but they're never mentioning that. They're always like pesky humans. Yeah, you're, you're right. Beowulf didn't have anything to do with it that one time either. So you're talking about sponsors, then yes, it's, you know, they, they get propped up by, you know, air quotes mortals all the time too but right but then you'd anyway. be afraid of the sponsor you wouldn't just be afraid of the people like if i say ah humanity i'm really scared of them because of x y and z but i don't mention the fact that well you know the guy who can shoot lightning bolts is with them that you're sp you're propping up yes, the, the angry the ants as opposed to the killer bee there's a difference all the lightning bolts that beowulf threw at you know Grendel. Beowulf's a god. What are you even talking about? <laughs> we know that now, but like, I don't, I don't think that's common knowledge either, though, because you want to talk about people getting scared and going after somebody. You don't think that a lot of the monsters in the dark wouldn't form a coalition to try and bump off Batarang if they knew he was the one secretly running around propping everybody up. So we know that, but I don't think everybody else does. Like, well, yeah, but I, I think there's a difference between your typical mythological champion who is human that goes to slay the beast mm -hmm. and the whole point of we, the supernatural community, fear humanity because of the reasons they've given three, four times as a group, you know, panicky humans with their weapons, with their desire to kill all and they don't like us. So it's not that they wouldn't necessarily have sponsors or there wouldn't be other avenues if people wanted to prop them up. It's that we fear humanity because they're this thing. So far, they haven't shown themselves to be that thing other than you've got Murphy shooting a giant in the face with a rocket launcher. Like humans have never, and we get the mention of like, okay, they went to invade the South side and apparently that didn't work out well because everyone had guns. Right. The battle of the beam. Yeah. You know. But so that to me is like, Every time we in the Battle of the Bean, we see Harry turning around. He's lost like 15 more people. They're just... Yeah. So far, humanity has not proven itself to be all that impressive. My well, it depends, on, it depends on how you're calculating it, man. As a, as a war of attrition, immortals lose, period. So, you know, if... Didn't the Fomor... Like, there was still a pretty significant amount of Fomor army left, and it just got splatted by the military. Probably heavy losses, when they showed up. but like take take Corbin is what twelve you know sorcerers or whatever. If you lose half of them and you lose eleven hundred dudes, that you know for our for our purposes, Joe Bob off the street, right? Corb lost. Period. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to take him hundreds of years, if not more, to recover from that. Like right. that's that's an example. I don't understand because if you subtract all the supernatural influence that was helping. Humanity side from this fight, Battle of the Bean, Chicago is a wasteland. Humanity just as itself is not that impressive. Not really. They they would have lost Chicago. That's a, right. a battle, you know, that happens in every war, but it's not like, you know, the FOMOR took over North America because they've felled Chicago. It's a No, but they attack. actually had a pretty solid plan. They just go run back into the ocean. They could pop up and do this all the time. For a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there would be not, significant defenses established at every major city that's near the border, then, right? It's, well, theoretically. They came in through the lakes. I don't know how that works up there. Those lakes are sufficiently large. <laughs> so, like, Chicago... They're connected has, to the ocean somewhere. Surely. Well, yeah, I don't remember lakes, where right? or how. I've only right. been to Chicago twice, and I didn't care about the water. I'm just saying, like, those lakes are larger than some European countries, so, you know... One, I'm sure they, they get ships me? in there somewhere. Did you not see that map? I'll I'll find it. There was a there was a post on Reddit this week that was like, here here's the lakes overlaid over Europe, 
it's big. Those lakes are giant, gigantic. So. Yeah, it's probably bigger than my country. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not saying much. Anyway, any any other last yeah. minute? You know. I miss Ben. <laughs> that good job. Well, I guess yeah. somebody had to. Right? I miss someone positive. All of you are positive. <laughs> But not enough to make up for you. You <laughs> well, that get grumpy goose. Get good. Get better. We didn't talk about the dragon. Do we want to talk about that? Is we can talk about the dragon. I, yeah. I mean, the the dragons in general. Right. That section. So. Tunguska, or or is Ferovax Jormungandr, and he says you'll have to see. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. And the fact that the reason why they were staring each other down is because Odin could take him which I think is important considering how much his power is diminished and how he got ganked by, uh, you know, yeah, That is another so. power level question because I think years ago he said that if Mab went up against Pharaoh Vax, it would be so difficult she would maybe make it out. But yeah, Batteron can take him. Even. Can Pharaoh wow. Vax withstand a shot of the Eye of Baylor? No. Hmm. I mean, yes, but no. Maybe, if he's maybe. if he's sitting there like a chump, no. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if he's sitting there as a chump, not in his true form, that can you know crack the earth. I don't know about that. If and, and if a, if one of the swords can kill a dragon, a veteran, well, but uh, the swords uh, get the chief level dragon, and, and they had help because if Ebenezer was there, it's it wasn't just Michael with the sword. Which that's the other question. But Tunguska right? was too long ago. Yeah, because the last time. A dragon was killed. It was Michael, but I, and that was one of the capital D dragons. But the last yes. time that a dragon was killed was Tunguska. I don't know. It just, well, because he said in the mortal world, which is why I used to think and still think that something was kind of going. The reason Cyrothrax was a little more vulnerable was maybe he was kind of in the never never, kind of more exposed doing whatever his ritual was. But I don't know that. Right. But the word of Jim was the last time a dragon died in the mortal world was Tunguska. So if that holds to being whatever it is, I mean, it's still. So either Ebenezer pulls down a comet to kill a dragon or Comet is just the cover story for what happened there. Right. Both are good. Yeah, both are fine. Both. Why not both? We're going to both. Yeah. And Harry has to ask these exact questions when he goes and fights the dragon. That's great. Right. Well, and then it's just like, so you got to go back through all the other things he mentions. It's like Krakatoa. What the hell was he fighting there? New Madrid, which is close to his home. And around the time when his wife probably would have died, what was he fighting there? I mean, they don't all have to be that because we know um, Casa Verde was just from afar and Mm -hmm. We just tactical need the, uh, the adventures of Ebb and Listens to Wind, and then <laughs> and then those things will be in there. Okay. <laughs> I would like that. I, I kind of hope that spinoff still happens. The, even if we don't get the specific, this is when the Black Staff went crazy. If we can get the what was it, the American Indian War? He was talking about writing that French at some and point. Indian. Yeah, French and Indian War when he and Langtree were basically kids running around being insane. Washington was a knight of the cross, this, that, and the other thing. Oh, yeah. Craziness. Forgot about that bit. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I wish we had gotten to the black stuff questions because like, how, how did Mother Winter lose her black stuff? How, how did the children get yeah. it? Shit happens, man. Yeah. And so and we have stuff we for next time. The... Yeah. 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 We I have know. questions. Three for years from now. We only made it through like two thirds of, of our questions, let alone we had, you know, like another 20 or 30 just in case. I got to be honest. We got through more than I thought we would. Right. Yes. And we got more of him just talking and giving us information and tidbits that we weren't really asking for that were still great. Well, right, yeah, especially considering, because I thought it would go one of two ways. we either breeze through a bunch because we'd get a bunch of, no, I'm not telling you that, or we'd get enough detail where we kind of, like, maybe got halfway. What we got instead was pretty much good detail and two-thirds of the way. Yeah. 
and you got your confirmation on Celia incursion and accords in, in 94. She must be so smug. He's always smug. I'm Look smug whether I'm right or not, because <laughs> being right is just better. Yeah, this was good. We got a lot of information and lots more questions, and it's good. And Yay. we'll probably go through more and more of this detail as we're going through all the 85 reread chapters of Battleground. Are we so still doing that? Not 85 chapters, but 85 episodes. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last chapter alone is probably going to take us two or three episodes. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I keep warning, you know, like, uh, my friend and my wife, and they're like, oh, I'm on, like, the second to last chapter. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's an hour and a half. The last chapter itself is an hour and a half. So don't get excited yet. <laughs> There's still yeah. so much. Yeah. So. So we'll be back. Did wife who say to say chapter twenty two? She so last night she had just gotten to the to the bit about Marcone because she she was like oh he just got the eye and ran off and I'm like hold on so I looked through the last couple of pages and where the chapter ends and I'm like okay you're good to read up to the at, to the last chapter but it's eleven if you want to sleep tonight do not read anymore because there's still at least two or three big reveals before the end you know so like. Yeah, because she she definitely doesn't need to be reading about the uh, you know the the binding. I'll say just in case anybody's listening through the door, but you know, uh, and, and some of the shenanigans there. I'm like, you're not going to sleep if if you deal with that. But sleep is for the weak. But Murphy's death. How did she react to that one? Oh, she was she was upset about it, and I was like, yeah, well, at least now I can talk about it. It's been like a month and a half. And I, <laughs> haven't been able to talk about it then had to tell her about you know my brother's instance because he was driving down like the last canyon on her way to, to salt lake city by himself with a u-haul full of crap and and reading that in the dark by himself and it's like sorry dude it's not like i could warn you, <laughs> you know, so. i'm insulted that we don't count as people you could talk to about your murphy grief well you know what i mean so. you can talk to me about it and alex a bit but you not you <laughs> right. Everyone should take the opposing viewpoint every once in a while. I mean, I'm okay with that, but within reason, my dude. The rocket launcher thing is great. She felled a great giant champion. She's going to get resurrected. She died. I'm fine. I'm living with it. But when she comes back and she gets to be a badass yeah. on her yard, I'm going to be upset again. Like all good Terminators, she'll be back. Yeah, she's so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I mean, the great thing is she's immortal now, so she'll be back and back. And she's back. not immortal. She's just kind of like <laughs> she's she's a glorified puppet. That's the technical term. She just happens to have a really cool engine. Yeah, hey, wait. yeah, that's a cool engine. Uh, I don't know. Like plug plug things. Go oh, plug professional them. face. Come on. Um. Are we doing it, while we weren't recording next week? I think I thought we were going back to Dresden for Battleground. Okay. Battleground episode XDX next week. Um, and then back to while we're recording after that, right? Actually, yeah. that might I'm, land us on the Christmas episode, honestly. Normal schedule after that is what I wish. Like, we're going... Sometime next year, we'll get back on track. Click yeah. on the drive through RPG link. Sign up for our Patreon. Give us money so we can afford to read from a script and shit. Yeah, and, and you can uh, watch all of our meme conversations in Discord. Yep. Those are fun. This this episode was also sponsored by the headache EG's given me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, before I came on, apparently you were yelling at the food delivery guy, so I don't want to hear that I gave you a headache. I don't know. It was that questionable hamburger that you got from Not Wendy's. Yeah, that you ate with a knife and a fork. You couldn't even bear to touch it with your skin. That was what gave you the headache. It's messy. I don't want, and then I have to go wash my hands and the keyboard. And no, you should wash your hands anyway after you eat. 